0: hey guys i want to tell you about one of my favorite podcasts one that stephanie and i have even guested on called love to see it it's a smart and progressive snarky but affectionate dissection of reality dating shows and what they say about all of us culture writers emma gray and claire fallon recap shows like the bachelor the bachelorette and beyond and also guys they break down every episode in obsessive detail and they unpack all the weird messages pop culture sends to us about love sex and dating Listen to Love to See It wherever you get your podcasts.
1: She said it because of his wet blanket
2: energy. <laughs> That's actually unhipped.
1: Hello and welcome to She's All Batch. I'm Stephanie. And
0: I'm Jackie.
1: And we don't care if you're here for the right reasons. We are just happy you are here.
0: So join us as we talk shit about our favorite show. Alright guys, let's Creep!
1: Jackie's going to um, go into the recording studio to record Let's Kareep.
0: Yeah. I'm Going top of the charts. Trademark it, patent it, release it on iTunes, mm-hmm. buy it for 99 cents, stream it on Spotify. It's our new song.
1: Right next to Clayton's Corner.
0: Right. We're literally top charting artists. Billboard top 40. Right. What now can't right
1: we team. do? Like pretty much nothing.
0: Pretty much, I think the answer is nothing.
1: Yeah. So let's, as Jackie said, let's creep. And the first creep we have is actually uh, something I shared on TikTok this week. So this influencer put Nick Vial on blast, which means she is my favorite new influencer. She <laughs> is a fitness influencer. Her Instagram is Lindsay Harrod Fitness, and she has two hundred thousand followers, so people know her. I didn't know her prior to this, but she went on a date with Mr. Nick Vial seven short years ago and did not have a very good experience. So this is what this girl said, this poor girl.
3: Years ago, I matched with this guy in an app. We met for coffee. He was the most miserable person I've ever sat across from in my life. Like so negative, so pessimistic, only talked about himself. Would only talk about how much he hated LA and all the people in LA. And I'm like, you're on a date with a girl who lives in LA. Like <laughs> This is weird. Wouldn't say what he did for work. Um, will make sense when I reveal who he is but anyway later that night I was telling my roommate about how horrible the date was and I showed her his profile and she was like Lindsay that's Nick Viall from The Bachelor however you say his name I don't know I've never seen the show so I genuinely had no idea who he was so when I asked him what he did for work he probably was like this girl knows who I am and she's just being so weird Anyway, I didn't know, but I'm sorry if you like him. He was miserable.
0: Um. Wait, so I'm trying to do the, the math. So if this was about seven years ago, that brings us to 2015. But he was recognized by her friend as Nick from The Bachelor. Was this before or after he was The Bachelor?
1: Before The Bachelor, I but he was been on before, the show. Right, but yeah. he had been on
0: the show. Which I feel like tracks with his pessimism. I was like, that feels like an angry Nick time.
1: Well, yeah, because he was very angry because no one would marry him at that time. So he just like hated the world. But now he has yeah. this child bride, as a lot of people on my TikTok oh my like God. to call her. Oh, and that's what
0: we... I have not seen that, but that's what people are calling her. That's yeah, hilarious.
1: check out She's All Batch on TikTok. It's all the rage. And yeah, people are saying that she's a child bride. And that's fucking hilarious. Um, so oh he was, God. you know, not getting anyone... To marry him at that time, he was miserable. Right, no,
0: he had just been broken up with twice. On what I want to know is
1: she said more than once, she references, like, I didn't know what he did for work. He didn't mm-hmm. tell me. How did that conversation go? Like, hey, so what do you do for work? And he's like... You know, that's subjective. Do I work? Yeah.
0: <laughs> do I work? Yeah. Do I also work? Do I make now? money?
1: Sure. <laughs> but do I... do I
0: Do I make money? Yeah. Do I work? No. <laughs> it's like, like
1: okay. okay. And then she probably just got so fed up because he never answered any question. But then yeah. I was, how are you not gonna say what you do for a living? But then all you did was talk about yourself. So what the fuck are you talking about?
0: Right. And at some point I'm like, don't you have to ask follow up questions? Cause if it's like What do you do for work? It doesn't say anything. It's like, okay, well then, how do you...
1: The funny thing about work... (laughs) Men and women are very different, right? Everything's subjective.
0: Everything is subjective. Um, This is just so funny to me, though. Maybe he didn't work at the time and he was embarrassed. Because he's not going to be like, I work two weeks out of the year on Bachelor in Paradise. Because he definitely was not working in software sales at the time. So he clearly lives in LA. So he has since moved from Wisconsin. He's pursuing that influencer life. This is maybe before or after they're shooting Paradise. So maybe he was embarrassed.
1: But certainly an answer could be I was on TV a few times. I'm currently working on some projects. Like you don't yeah, have to be so I used to fucking do software cryptic. sales.
0: Now I'm pursuing yeah. a few TV shows, blah blah blah. Yeah.
1: So do you remember a time ago where Nick released some like beauty box for men?
0: <laughs> no. It it's
1: called the Polished Gent. He released it in 2017, and it was a skincare box for $99 a month, and it completely bombed because like men don't buy skincare boxes for themselves every month. That's what women do. And then he right. realized, oh, I need to target women because
0: for the, men. the
1: Bachelor is like 98% women, so why the fuck am I targeting Joe Schmo for my yeah. skincare box?
0: For sure. Wait, so what's, what are you saying with bringing up the polished gentleman?
1: Oh, because well, maybe he was in the middle of the polished gent, but like sales weren't booming, so he didn't want to shine light on that because she'd Google it and be like, you have... Wait, like, was he
0: wor- like working for... Was he influencing for this company or what? No, it was like his. Wait. I Well, because I, I Googled polished gentleman. That came up as like a shampoo... That's a shampoo company for your beard. So I think, oh, wait, the polished gent immediately came up uh nick vial apparently has no desire to return to the low-key anonymous life of a software sales executive after the bachelor instead the reality tv star is launching the polished gent a men's grooming line complete with skincare and hair products for dudes and this was in allure magazine
1: yeah and don't go like looking to purchase this now guys because it's off the market
0: (laughs) unfortunately it is off the market now um the company's website is already up and running Probably not anymore. So this article is from March 3rd, 2017 in Allure magazine. The polished
1: gent is a combination of carefully selected men's grooming products delivered right to your door. No thinking, no hassle to keep your hair looking thick and full and your skin hydrated and smooth. Let's check back with Jim. Woof, Jim. It's like it's a whole new you, all from one simple box. So don't be an old gem, be a polished gent.
0: Hold S- on, Is this is this supposed to be a parody? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I mean, that does sound like an SNL sketch. Like that's I like think that's bonus. what he
1: was going for. But so if this was seven years ago, how many years was seven years ago? It's
0: 2015. Oh, and, fuck.
1: But, so maybe he was in the works of starting The Polished Gent and he couldn't release it because it was going to be this big secret. That's probably why he didn't tell her. We got to the bottom of it.
0: Well, lucky for him, podcasting seems to be his calling. Um, so maybe he should just stick with that. Because yeah. before, or no, I guess it was shortly after he released his podcast, he started a nat- Natural Habits, which is his essential oil company. And it always seemed like random to me. I'm like, Nick, why? But at least would that targets women essential- a little bit
1: more. Like, he's not selling like condoms. Sure, but um, it's just like, condoms. I don't think the
0: world needs more essential oil companies. Like, there's plenty to choose from. Clearly, and all kind they of, do. Aren't they the same? Like, isn't it just the same stuff in a different package? I don't know. That's my beef on Nick Biles' essential oils company. So this was clearly before he was the actual bachelor. This was right coming off of Paradise. And she said he's
1: miserable, only spoke about himself.
0: Wait, I have a theory. What if he knew he was going to be the bachelor, and so then he wanted the date to go badly?
1: Yeah, because just not going is not an option.
0: No, it's not. Honestly, when you're given that opportunity, not going is not an option. Dump <laughs> anyone you're dating, get divorced, like, to get that opportunity. No, no, no. I mean, not lead. going on. No,
1: <laughs> not going on a date with this random girl oh, on yeah, Tinder. He still wants
0: to, like, fuck around a little.
1: Oh, but, he, but he's not going to get fucking ass buddies by being a miserable brat at the coffee shop. Yeah, true. He's like, do I want a latte? No. Am I going to have one? That's subjective. Oh, my God. I don't even really know what that subjective means, but I know he says it a lot.
0: That means, like, there's that- no clear answer that, like, anything could be possible from a different perspective well like that's sub- th- like it's it's based on your opinion of what the the thing was got it meant. okay thank
1: you for clearing that up and yeah so he says that all the time so that he doesn't actually have to say anything of substance
0: when it also takes off like any ownership he has for any stance he makes because he's like oh well uh, it's subjective and yeah it's like okay well from this perspective this but this did i say it yeah did i mean it no
2: <laughs> okay nick
0: <laughs> okay i think we've done enough with this yeah nick all right saga
1: Moving on, so (laughs) the artist formerly known as Friend of the Show Ben Higgins was on his podcast, uh, Almost Famous, and he broke some, I don't know if he broke the news, but he talked about the news that Tommy and Boops, the Tommy and Boops, Thomas and Becca Kufrin, are both changing their names because, like, we have to be reminded for the rest of our lives that Becca proposed to him because they're like, yeah, but really... wait, how would
0: that, work? that makes, how would Jackie that would... so they're just like switching last names. So then it's okay. Well, you still don't have the same last name. Like, <laughs> what's the point? So it's only Thomas Kufrin and what's Thomas's last name? Boops. No, it's not. What's his actual last name? I don't Thomas, know. But here, why wait. I want to say it's Thomas Jacobs. It yeah. is. Up. Oh, okay. No, you're right. And so it's Becca Jacobs and Thomas, Thomas Kufrin. Kufrin. I'm like, well, that's stupid. Just keep your last names at that point. Anyway, continue. Former
1: friend of the show, Ben Higgins, Ben Huggins, um, actually explains this. But he doesn't okay. do a good job. So here we go.
3: Actually in Paradise is Becca Kufrin and Thomas Jacobs have
1: announced that they'll both change their last names after the wedding. Here's how this is going to work, Jason uh thomas is going to change his name uh to oh they don't know yet i guess
0: it's either going to be kufrin jacobs or jacobs kufrin is going to be how they
1: here's how it's going to work jason we don't know how the fuck it's going to (laughs) work
0: okay but hearing the hyphenated thing like i guess that kind of but are they going to switch like
1: becca's going to be becca kufrin jacobs and thomas is going to be thomas jacob kufrin i like that spice it up a little bit keep people on their toes
0: but that, At that point though I'm like why then change your last names? Because I feel like when you get married to you change your last name It's just like to have the same last name So you're like a unit So if you're going to both change your last names To be different last names Then that kind of defeats the purpose You should probably just keep them how they are Which is fine if you want to keep your last name whatever But like the unification doesn't make sense
1: Or be Becca Tommy and Tommy Boops I think Tommy that's Boops.
0: better Tommy Boops Or they'll both just be Boops Yeah, Mr. and and Mrs. Boops. Yeah. (laughs) Well, funny story. Ever since we started calling Becca Boops, now sometimes I call my dog Boops. And I'm like, Mm. oh, hi, Boops and Beeps and Beeps and Beeps and Boops. So they can be Boops and Beeps.
1: Well, you're not the only one that calls someone Boops. Tommy calls Becca Boops.
0: Yeah, and I call Holly Boops. So it's the same. Cool. (laughs) All right, well, Ben Fotsba. Keep us posted Um yeah, keep us find pushing. out more of how this is going to work.
1: And maybe you um, should actually know how they're going to do it. Right. If you're you're
0: gonna, maybe if you're going to include <laughs> it on your podcast, you should know what's, what it's going to be.
1: But, you know, I'm on the we, edge of my honestly, seat. Honestly, famous
0: last words. We can't say that because then there's going to be a time where we have something on our podcast and we don't know all the details. And we're going to be like, well, what makes you so great?
1: You know what? We're also talking about it and we don't know how it's going to work, but I think we're a little bit. But I think you different. had
0: a, g- a good idea about the hyphenating, but you bring up a good point that. I like, didn't say
1: that. Fatwa said that.
0: Yeah. But usually it's just one person hyphenates so that you still have like the primary, like. Oh, oh yeah, first yeah. part of the last name. You know what I mean? Like if Becca was like, I really like the last name Kufrin. I want it to be part of my last name. She would be like, Becca Jacobs Kufrin. <laughs> and then Thomas would just stay Thomas Jacobs. So maybe. He's also going to be Jacob's coup friend.
1: <clears throat> oh, my God. I'm just thinking about, like, the male. The male's never going to get to the right person because, like, it's going to be...
0: I know. It's going to be all different versions of their last <laughs> names and different hyphens, just, like, all the different yeah. combinations. Yeah. Oh, well. Moving on. So, speaking of Nick from earlier, Caitlin
1: Bristow was actually on Nick's podcast, The Vial Files, and she talked about how she's pissed that she's not hosting this season.
2: Is there a little bit of... Yeah, that would have been fun to host that
1: season and maybe connect, especially with two bachelorettes. Yeah and, and being, you know, but there's more a, of a lot mentor. of FOMO there. there. There is a lot of FOMO. Yeah. There. My ego was bruised when I realized I wasn't doing any more hosting because I felt like I deserved to like go on, especially if there's two bachelorettes, and I just felt like I was in a good position. i proved myself and I thought in my head, like when they gave me the call and said and people were like, oh, Caitlyn said she got blindsided. I maybe I did, but I did get a phone call and they said, I'm sure you saw this coming. And I was like, no,
0: I, I actually didn't, which makes it that much harder. They said that? Yeah. I get where she's coming from. I, I like, think she I did, did see prove her feeling. Yeah. I think so too. And especially like she was already there hosting. It's, I think it's natural to assume that maybe they would keep the gig. Cause also too, I think it's like one thing to get offered something, but then it's enough, it's like harder to get fired from something then to get I don't know what I'm trying to say, but do you know what I'm saying? Like, once you already have the job, I think it takes that much more to, like, lose the job as opposed to Getting. just, like, continuing going and doing it. Because once you already have the job as the host, I think you would assume you'd probably continue to be the host unless you did something really bad to lose that job. But she didn't. She mm. did a good job. And then they were like, mm, still, though, not good enough. Like, we're just going to give it to Jessie Palmer.
2: And like she said,
1: like, when she's like, I proved myself. I remember when she did the After the Final Rose by herself. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, really yeah. last minute because Tasha got cooked. COVID, so she was put on the spot and she fucking killed it like that was a, an especially good hosting job I wasn't a huge fan of like the bobbsey twins throughout the whole Katie yeah season. I, I think it
0: had moments, but yes, I agree it got distracting after a while
1: It got distracting and it, the focus was taken away from the leads quite yeah, a bit, yeah. which I think is a little silly but I felt like in the, the sense of a host, which the host is a focal point on the After the Final Rose. Caitlin killed it, and she did such a good job. So I do feel like she proved herself. I do feel like Jessie's a better person for the job, though. I think Caitlyn needs to be in a role where the spotlight's on her, and that's fine because I understand that type of personality, you know, whatever. But, like, you shouldn't be in a role then where you're the host that's supposed to be in the background because she's, like, not really someone that should be in the background. Her personality is really dynamic. So, like, go, I don't know, star in a movie or something.
0: I see what you're saying. I think also, too, though, like, they don't want her to be the the actual host because she relates, like, too much to the leads and the contestants. And I think they want someone so removed from it that's, like, comfortable with how much they fuck with these people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I think Caitlyn can just, like, empathize in a different way because she's been through it so many times that, like... She she's like not on team producer like she's on team lead and contestant and mm-hmm. they kind of need someone on team producer to play that like yeah. evil mastermind host role like when all that stuff was going on with Clayton and he would like go to Jesse Palmer for advice and Jesse Palmer would be like I don't know man it's You'd figure fun. it out bro you <laughs> and it's got just this like, Okay. Yeah. Like they need someone like that, like leading them into the darkness, and obviously right. Caitlyn's not that person. So I see that I see from that perspective of why then they wouldn't want to give it to her full time because they need someone evil. Not saying Jesse Palmer is evil, but you know, in a way.
1: But he's far enough removed, and like he was yeah. on the show in like 1943, so it was a lot different back then. Yeah, exactly. When compared to like me. I don't wow. even
0: think of him as a former contestant. I don't I either. Think of him I as, like a forgot. professional host, exactly. Me too. Yeah.
1: And I, while I am aware that Caitlin's season started as the season of two bachelorettes, you were two bachelorettes for an episode and then went on to be a whole season by yourself. So to say, oh, I could relate as the two bachelorettes, like, OK, for a very, very short period of time. Sure. But like these girls have probably a lot different of an experience that you can't relate to. Like you for don't sure. know how it's like to share or if that's even what's happening, it's still not clear. if um, Gabby and Rachel are going to share men. I don't think they are, which is weird.
0: Not the whole, not for even in the beginning. I always thought at some point it would break off to be like, okay, these are like this is Gabby's final four, this is Rachel's final four. But I thought maybe like, the, especially when it's a big group, they'd be picking for both. But I don't know. Yeah, we, we still don't know yet. We'll have yeah. to see. Um, yeah. My formal opinion is the show wants someone more removed from the contestants and leads. so that they're, like, not as emotionally invested in ruining these people's lives.
1: Right. A listener of the show actually sent this to me.
0: Was it Macy, our resident creeper?
1: It wasn't Macy. Uh,
0: Shout out Macy. She's always sending stuff. It's amazing.
1: Uh, So Raven went on Christy Carlson Romano's podcast called Vulnerable with Christy Carlson Romano. Rolls off the tongue.
0: Yes, Disney Channel elite Christy Carlson Romano.
1: Yes, and she spilled some tea about her time on the show specifically paradise so she revealed on the podcast that when she went to paradise a producer who i think is a long gal based on what she says mm-hmm. invited her to his house prior to going on paradise and said we don't want you to get in a relationship we'll protect you the whole way through but don't get in a relationship because you're going to be the next bachelorette so this is what oh. she said
2: one of the producers told me he said um, he invited me to his home and he yeah. said, don't get into a relationship with anyone because we're planning on making you the next bachelorette. Get out of town. Does everybody yes. know this or is this exclusive? No, this is exclusive. <laughs> i have never, I'm never told it. This came Oh from- my God, we have an exclusive. Oh my God. Thanks Raven. <laughs> that was- I would have one- watched that show. <laughs> right. And that was one producer that one of the executive producers told me that. Yeah. And so he's like, just have fun. We'll take care Uh of you. Just don't get into relationship. Well, Chrissy, it was like, like again, divine Mm -hmm. intervention, something in my spirit. I'm, I'm, this was like a spiritual moment in my life told me Mm -hmm. stick with Adam. This is your soulmate. And I could not, break up with him and I could not get away from him, not in like a a <laughs> toxic way. I know way, what you mean. I know what you mean. In a spiritual way. It was like God himself mm-hmm. was telling me, You better not
1: break up with him. So at first when I'm listening to this, I'm thinking that this is After Nick's season, when it was so obviously going to be Rachel Lindsay as the Bachelorette. So I was like, I actually thought Raven would have been a great Bachelorette. But I'm like, there is no way that you were actually a real contender over Rachel. Turns out, that wasn't the right timeline. This was actually the
0: season after Ari's season. So this would have been... So this Paradise is being filmed that summer of... Mm -hmm. And then. Or wait, no, Ari's is, airs in January. So it was filmed in the fall. Oh, so we're doing Paradise that summer. Then they film Ari's season. Then they release Ari's season. So they're expecting to not find a bachelorette from Ari's season. They would go with Raven from Paradise. That's what I they see were the timeline saying. timeline in my head. Okay, yes, yeah. I see what you, that was I really see confusing. I'm like
1: trying to find, follow the timeline. So, yeah. yeah, so this wasn't right after Nick's season. This is after Ari's season. They told Raven that she was going to be the bachelorette. So they were going to set her up with some kind of storyline. Mm-hmm. And. She goes, It's a good thing that I went with my gut because then after the whole Ari Becca split, Becca had to be the bachelorette. Like to pull Raven would have been so stupid.
0: Yeah. But like it
1: also proves that, hey Natasha, they do protect certain people. They Oh yeah she flat out admits it. Literally admitted
0: it. That, like,
1: oh, we'll take care of you. We'll make sure, like, you get roses and that you have a good edit, but don't get into a serious relationship. I mean, I'm happy she went with her gut. Her and Adam have a baby now, and they seem so freaking happy. Mm -hmm. But it's really
0: cool to hear someone like her shine some light on that type of stuff. Yeah, I think that's almost honestly better tea than her being considered for The Bachelorette. Because that just makes sense to me. Them wanting her in their back pocket if someone didn't come out of RACs, and that could have had a strong enough storyline. I think the better tea is confirming from someone as respected in, in the franchise as Raven that, like, yeah, they 100% flat out say that they protect certain people and manipulate the storylines in this way so far in advance and keep people in their back pocket. Mm-hmm. So there.
1: That's that on that. Okay, so moving on. Every single week I feel like we have new updates regarding Paradise spoilers. And I want to touch on Greg first because a lot of people know Greg finally posted after going dark on Instagram for a while and he said that he was in the Hamptons. And everyone seems to think that that means he's not going to Paradise. And I'm not totally sold on that. I think there is a chance that they will fly Greg to Paradise not to date anyone, but to give Andrew advice or to do something along those lines. Do you remember when Hannah Brown walk down the beach
0: in Paradise.
1: And it was after she was single after her season. They show her walking down the beach. They show Mike Johnson like, what? Like, she's from Mm -hmm. my season. And she just was there to give Demi advice. I think they will use Greg to put him in the trailer. And I swear to God, guys, if that fucking happens, you better tell everyone that I said it here first because I strongly feel like that will happen. And I feel like this Hamptons thing was kind of like because he knew that the greatest investigators in america blew up his spot and he couldn't go to paradise
0: i guess my question to this though is like do people care about greg as much as we care about greg (laughs) like 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 no offense to greggy my boy greggy he's not as big as like a hannah brown who literally was a lead is it that important to get greg in a paradise trailer Does the general audience even know all this Clemont stuff that we've been uncovering and, like, following it in the same way?
1: But I guess this is a show with, like, Andrews and Genevieve's and people from the show that, like, you remember from back in the day, but they're not, like, on the top of your mind in your everyday life. So I feel like to see a familiar face, Greg has the most familiar face from Katie's season. One of them, at least. One of them, yeah, I would agree. So to see him, it's like, I think they're going to just show him walking down the stairs. Everyone's going to be shocked. Especially
0: because all Clement stuff aside, he left Katie season pretty broken up to kind of even tease the fact that he would be back and ready to date again after just that. Not even knowing all the backstory of the Clement stuff could be interesting and appealing to people that are not as, like, psycho as we are.
1: Yeah. I would like to think that most people are psycho like us, but, I mean, at least the people that are listening to the podcast—
0: What's up, guys? Hey, psychos. Also, too, with this whole Hamptons thing. So, like, he was tagged in... Was it Kaylin's story? Kalen went to the Hamptons and tagged him being there out to dinner or something. They were sitting at a table. But then the only other thing he posted on his grid was, like, an an ad. ad for a tennis company. And, yes, the Hamptons was tagged. But, like, you didn't just casually, like, wake up in the Hamptons and take those. Like, those were... You took those a while ago with like a professional photographer and that was like a planned post. So just cause the Hamptons is technically tagged in this tennis ad doesn't necessarily mean, um, he was there for that long or it was that serious. And people do that all the time, tagging like popular places like the Hamptons for an ad like that, because it's more likely that it will be seen by people who are looking to meet up with other people in the Hamptons.
1: And also, yeah, there was something relevant to the Hamptons in the ad, like, like a storefront or something there, but like, he also was dark on Instagram for days, so who's to say he didn't go and then did this Hamptons thing or whatever? I just feel like people are mm-hmm. very much writing off, like, oh, Greg's not there, he's in the Hamptons. It's like, okay, well, they're still filming now. He was now. one
0: time. Like, he was there for literally one day. Right,
1: maybe. and like... I can also go on my Instagram and say I'm in Bali right now. That doesn't mean I'm there.
0: True. Influencer tip. But the fact that it was posted by Kaylin's story, you know what I mean? Yeah. No,
1: I believe he actually went, but I don't think the Hamptons is like...
0: It's also like not that far from where he actually lives that he couldn't just go for like a day or two and then come back and then fly somewhere. It's not like he's literally in Bali. That would be kind of hard to get to Mexico.
1: Right. I'm not closing the book on Greg. I still think there's something there. And I think it's something that's not going to come out until the trailer comes out. Like, I don't... I think it's something they they want people to talk about and hype about once the trailer's out. And then it's going to be a complete letdown. He's going to come out and say, yo, Andrew. Because, I mean, Andrew... Follow your heart, man. Yeah. Andrew's not (laughs) going to be able to get engaged to anyone without Greg's approval. So... Greg's going to have to, mm, you know,
0: interesting. go in
1: and meet Teddy, who is probably who Andrew's dating.
0: <laughs> Teddy will ask Greg for Andrew's hand in marriage. Yeah.
1: So that's Greg. And then, so other things that have unfolded in the past week. So Victoria Fuller is a definite. She's there. Lace. Fucking Lace. I know. I'm Lace. so excited for Lace. I am that am so, so excited. And that checks out because I've been trying to get her on the podcast and it's been a little difficult. So now mm-hmm. we're going to have to wait a little bit longer because of those damn NDAs. But I am so here for Lace. Like, she was previously engaged on the show.
0: We love a throwback. We love a throwback. Like you said, we don't want to see Katie, Michelle, Clayton season part two.
1: Exactly. Then, also confirmed, we have Serene, there were photos, Rodney, Justin, we told you last week in, like, two different Bachelor encounters, I think, uh, that Justin was definitely there. Then we have Jamie, who was, like, the villain for, like, four minutes on Michelle season.
0: Remember Jamie? Oh yes, yeah. yes, yes. Because he got that one on one, and I remember being like, "Wait, maybe he'll go far." And then he like went home literally the next week.
1: Yeah, but he's like okay, dynamic enough that I think he can ruffle some feathers. For um, sure. We do know, know firsthand that Cassidy was supposed to go on the beach, but she is not going on the beach. Spoiler alert: We spoke with her.
0: Also, it's not like it's not even that much of a spoiler because she's been posting from Santa Monica. Like yes. she's very much up out and about in LA.
1: But I'll give you this, she was supposed to go, and ABC pulled the carpet out last minute. And she doesn't really know why. So, that really sucks. Oh, um, speaking of Cassidy, because she was supposed to potentially date Pizza Peter, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and Pizza Peter's there.
0: Yeah, so it could be a missed love connection.
1: Yeah, and then on the topic of Peter, our boy Weber is not there. Which is a little annoying and shocking. And he me. got the
0: PTO. I'm like, where is he? Yes, yeah. So what are you doing with
1: this PTO? Unless <laughs> you're going also, on an actual
0: vacation. Oh. Maybe. Or like like
1: I said, Paradise is three weeks. You don't all have to be there the first day. There are people that go home and then there are people that come later. Yeah. So Peter may come later.
0: A lot of people can potentially still go.
1: Who I'm changing my tune on is Blake Moines, who has in fact been actually traveling. Last week I was like Oh, his publicist said he's going to be traveling for a month. That's that's such crap. But, like, it's not. He really is traveling. He's been posting all about it. And TMZ or someone caught him on camera looking so adorable walking down the street. And he said no. Like, flat out said no. That he's not doing it. I mean, that doesn't mean anything. But I think he could have been like, wait and see.
0: No, I think this is his perfect time. Like, if he really wants to capitalize off of going to paradise, he needs to go now.
1: I mean, Jackie, I know. I agree with you. But <laughs> you don't have to convince me. you got to convince Blake. Go I call know. him. I just
0: thought he would know. He would see the writing on the wall and know it was his time. Yeah. Especially the rumors we've heard is that Blake very much wants to be in a bachelor relationship.
1: But where did we hear that? I mean, I'm not surprised. I but don't we're... remember
0: who told me that. Someone. And that's why they weren't surprised about him and Katie ending. <laughs> Let's
1: be real, finding a good therapist should not be stressful and BetterHelp makes it easy to get you the help you need in the comfort of your own home. BetterHelp is an online therapy service which offers professional, affordable, discreet, and convenient therapy because leaving the house to go to therapy is so 2019.
0: And after you sign up, BetterHelp will match you with an available therapist who fits your objectives, preferences, and the type of issues that you are dealing with. So, different therapists have different approaches and areas of focus. So, it's important that you find the right person who can achieve the best results for you. And if you find a therapist, that you are matched with isn't a great fit, that's totally fine, no problem. You can be matched with a different one. And did I mention that all of this is done in less than 48 hours. So if you're struggling right now and think you'll never be able to find the help you need, we strongly encourage you guys to check out BetterHelp.
1: That's right. With BetterHelp, help is not far away, and you deserve to start feeling better. This is professional therapy done securely online, and the service is available for clients worldwide. Visit BetterHelp.com and join over 2 million people, including us, who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. Special offer to She's All Batch listeners. You can get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash All Batch. That's B-E-T-T-E-R. H-E-L-P slash A-L-L-B-A-C-H, and start feeling better today. All right, we're going to kick off Bachelor Encounters. That's when you guys submit your stories of meeting with Bachelor Nation in the wild, and we read it on air. So, you know how we get some bachelor encounters and it spurs on other bachelor encounters? That's happened quite a few times on the show. Yeah, yeah. So, last week we told you about someone had an experience where Sydney randomly followed them. Yes, yes, yes And yes. then unfollowed them and we were trying to figure out if it was a marketing tactic. So, two to three separate people wrote me about this. So here's what we got.
0: About Sydney specifically doing this?
1: Sydney specifically. Sydney, we're on to you. Listen. So so this person goes, I just listened to your podcast from yesterday, and the same thing happened (gasps) to me with Sydney. I thought it was so weird because I didn't even follow her. Of course, I accepted and then followed her back. Then a couple days later, went back and saw she was no longer following me. This was probably a year ago, and I had the same exact conspiracy. It must be for followers. Like, it must be. It must be. And she
0: says accepted, too so this is like she's finding people on private requesting to follow them just to get the following that's just to me that takes it to another level when you are requesting people on private I don't know
1: well she's clearly looking to see who follows like I don't know she's all batch and they're like oh well if you follow she's all batch you obviously like the bachelor franchise you probably know who I am yeah I mean, it's smart. It's not a bad tactic, but the fact I that people know if are I figuring would say it's out. It's like
0: smart, because we're onto her. I'm like, you're not being sneaky. <laughs> no, we're onto her now.
1: Before this, all these people individually thought this and no one ever said anything. Now we're onto her.
0: True. But she could not be the first person to come up with this strategy, right? I feel like other people have said to us, like, oh, I work in marketing. This is a thing. That's actually
1: coming in the third one. Here's the second one, though. Someone writes, so I listened to today's pod and had the exact same thing occur with Sydney about two years ago. I remember screenshotting it and geeking out, sending it to my roommates. But I was definitely confused why she followed me. I followed back, of course, and about two weeks later, I clicked on her page to show my coworker that she followed me, but she had unfollowed me. I wasn't offended, but I thought it was pretty weird. I mean, okay, like, I mean, this, is fucking, offended, like yeah, this is fucking like,
0: yeah. At
1: this point, this is like, it's not even us speculating what it is. It is what it is. She's yeah, following yeah. people that she thinks will follow her back.
0: And, and do you think that like works on a massive scale? The way yes. because I have not. I don't think I follow Sydney, but I'm like about to pull up my phone. I'm like, how many followers does this girl have? Like, what is Well, the Yeah, situation? how many? Hold on, let me see. <laughs> Lol, she's like the third. Sydney that shows up behind Sydney, Australia, which is like, that's when, you know, who's Sydney, Um, Australia, like the city. (laughs) (laughs) It's literally a friend that I have that's named Sydney, Sydney, Sweeney, Sydney, Australia, and then Sydney from The Bachelor. It's like when you're the fourth Sydney. Come on. All right. Hold on. She has 135,000, which is like not crazy. And she's following 2000 people.
1: Yeah. And I bet like 13,000 people that follow her only follow her because she randomly followed them and they haven't First found out yet watch over time it dips down because people are like wait Sydney doesn't follow me anymore and then they <laughs> I unfollow should I follow
0: it's just weird because like you said like maybe 13,000 people did this that's not enough to like really move the needle on your followers Who knows? She could be doing this
1: on a massive scale. So, we have some insight from someone that works in social media. So, this person writes and goes Regarding the Sydney encounter, I worked in social media and I would bet anything that she has a paid bot. It's an algorithm that follows people who follow similar other pages and automatically unfollows afterwards. Lots of influencers use them to gain followers. So there you have it. There is such thing as a bot. So it may not be Sydney literally sitting there. I hope it's not Sydney literally, literally sitting there. Sitting
0: th- no, that would be crazy. But then again, she but we have no clue. lyrical dancing on Bachelor Live on stage. Anything
1: Right, possible. so I question her judgment. She stays like <laughs> right, the best exactly. Western and then complains <laughs> about it. So like, you know, I don't exactly. know. So if you have had this experience with either Sydney or someone from Bachelor Nation, please send in. I'm very curious to see if yeah. this is like something that happens across the board. Uh, So moving on, though, from the Sydney of it all. Someone writes, I saw Nick Vial at a restaurant in LA a few years ago. He was at a table for two, but was sitting alone. I'm not sure if his guest was in the bathroom or something. I walked past and made eye contact with him. As we locked eyes, he took a big bite of his grilled cheese. He seemed pissed off at me for looking at him, but he was the one with a mouthful of grilled cheese just staring at me. I was very confused by the food choice because the restaurant, which is one that I frequent, doesn't have grilled cheese on the menu. So he actually had to ask for it as a favor. This was years ago, but I still think about it to this day.
0: (laughs) I respect the grilled cheese of it all. Especially, it's like, when you want a grilled cheese and it's not on the menu, to be like... fucking ask for it. Hey, can you just take two pieces of bread and some cheese (laughs) and toast it up a little bit? I respect that.
1: Honestly. I do get what she means when she said, I felt like he was mad for looking at him. Because, like, I feel like Nick has the type of face that, like... He could be pissed just from existing.
0: 100%. Especially if he was sitting at a restaurant alone. Like, he's just trying to quickly grab a quick bite, and this girl is now looking at him. Because as soon as you make eye contact with someone like Nick, (laughs) like, he knows that you know who he is. Mm -hmm. And it just, like, blows up his whole spot.
1: Yeah, and he's probably in, like, in his grilled cheese glory, and she's, like, messing it up. Because now he's thinking, like, oh... Do I have food in my teeth? I have to, you know. She's looking at me. She knows who I am.
0: Like he just has some (laughs) cheese. It's not like he's eating vegetables and he has like a big green thing in his teeth. Well, you know, he doesn't want to be looked at when he he wants to eat his grilled
1: cheese in peace. Rightfully so.
0: Right, rightfully so. so.
1: Sure. This this person that submitted this encounter is messing up his like zen, and he needs to have a moment with his grilled cheese.
0: Yeah. I guess so. Everyone deserves a moment with their grilled cheese. Everyone deserves a moment. Yeah.
1: Next. Hi, love your pod. Seriously, your investigative research and hard-hitting interviews are next level. thank you. Thanks. I have a bachelor encounter from the olden days. I think it was like 2014 or 2015. My husband and I were in San Francisco. This was back when Tenley and Kipton were on again, off again. Well, we were in an elevator in the hotel and who would walk on but Tenley and Kipton. The story isn't worth sharing except for the fact that they are the smallest and most beautiful humans ever. They're honestly like real life Barbie dolls, only slightly taller than a Barbie doll, I hope. Just slightly. I I sque- what? I, sque- I squeezed my husband's hands so tightly when they walked on, but otherwise tried to keep it cool. Tenley was super talkative and chatted the whole ride down to the lobby, and then we went our separate ways. I remember checking her Instagram page later. Instagram was barely a thing back then, and she had posted about going wine tasting in Sonoma. Anyway, thanks for the awesome content. Love your pod. Okay, so they're a little bit taller than Barbie
0: dolls. I'm...
1: Happy to hear that they're a little bit taller than Barbie dolls. I mean, mm-hmm. Tenley is a walking, breathing Barbie doll. She's so precious. And you guys may hear from her on this pod soon. So who knows? I don't know. <laughs> oh, my God. Maybe. Spoiler.
0: Teasing. Teasing the people. A little
1: spoiler tea. We're big fans of Tenley. And shocker, Tenley's big fans of us. So just throwing that out there. If you like Tenley, stick around. Yeah. Not this episode, but, you know, maybe in the future.
0: Maybe in the future. That's why you have to listen to literally every single episode because you never yeah. know. When you never know when gonna Tenley's pop- randomly yeah. going to
1: pop on. She's yeah. going to be wearing like her, she's going to come in her little like Barbie Corvette.
0: I'm just still not over picturing like human beings the size of Barbie <laughs> dolls.
1: Just a no, little bit
0: tall. A little, little bit taller. Bit taller. <laughs> I'm like, so what? One inch? Just like It's very- not even
1: like, you know how there's like life-size Barbie though? But you know life-size yeah. Barbie's like three feet. That's what Tenley is.
0: Oh, I see what you're saying.
1: Like life-size, but it's like life-size for like a seven-year-old.
0: Right, right, right. Wait, they have those? That's fucking creepy. Yeah, you
1: didn't have one in the 90s?
0: A life-size Barbie doll? No, I didn't, unfortunately. Life-size. My parents hate me. I'm abused. I didn't (laughs) have a life-size Barbie doll. I bet you didn't even have
1: grilled cheese as a kid like Nick Vile.
0: No. Well, I definitely did, but, like, probably not as fancy as the one he's eating at that restaurant. Mm. Like, he probably had three different types of cheeses. Yeah. Maybe, like, a tomato in there, some truffle oil, like, really, like, fucking up a grilled cheese.
1: Yeah, Nick is being bougie when he eats grilled cheese, for sure.
0: Like, if he's not paying an extra $2 for truffle oil,
1: come on. Well, that's why he was pissed that someone's looking at him, and he's like, I am literally in <laughs> grilled cheese heaven right now, and you're
0: fucking up my mood. But I'm also like, do that in the privacy of your own home. (laughs) He can't get the truffle oil. (laughs) He needs to go to the restaurant because he needs the truffle oil. Yeah, maybe. I do relate. I get that. (laughs) Moving on. Bachelor
1: encounter. Gotta let me know. So I was in Austin for my cousin's bachelorette party this weekend. We were at a bar Thursday night, and I got trapped in a conversation with a guy with very opposite political views. Meanwhile, apparently, my other cousin was on the other side of the bar chatting with Justin from Katie's season. She said... She mostly talked with his brother, but that both Justin and his brother were super nice. They were in Austin for a bachelor party, and Justin is headed to Paradise next week. We knew that. We told you guys last yes, week. Yes, 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 I know you guys were curious as to when Paradise was starting filming. I was so mad at her for not grabbing me out of my awful political debate to hang out with Justin.
0: <laughs> the attention to detail. I love it, <laughs> about, like, Big we fan debating of the politics. show. Like, tell me your stance on all these issues.
1: <laughs> Big fan of the show. Thanks for all you do. So this is our classic um, random facts that yes. come in The Bachelor Encounters. like It's just like a funny thing to add,
0: to add several times in the story to be like, yeah. and also, I was in a fight about politics. And also, I was in a horrible conversation about politics. <laughs> yeah. like, sure, I guess it happens to the best of us. But good to but know. But not relevant to the encounter of you seeing Justin exactly. across the bar.
1: Like if Justin <laughs> was there also having an aggressive political debate, sure, maybe that would be relevant. But in this case, I don't know how much... It is right, relevant. you
0: very much. I don't want to like shit on this person who has submitted to us because I'm like, you could just say I was at a bar and saw Justin. Right. We love I, you. But thank I you love for the, submitting. But I this. love the detail. I do think it's important to know all these things. We thank you. Yeah, we don't want to
1: deter you from submitting future on encounters. Please continue to do so, and please keep those random facts in because they make they're funny. I like them. Yeah, like well, one of my favorite was when James. It was the one about James like filming TikToks on his lawn, and then she's like, "Also, he got a Hummer recently," and like <laughs> yeah. nothing to do with the rest of the story. It's just like letting you know he got a Hummer. Wow. Um, so, That's in basically, the takeaway from this bachelor encounter is that Justin's going to paradise.
0: Yes, and we knew that.
1: We knew he that. But talked we talked about it at the gym.
0: The... Someone else submitted an encounter. Like yeah, <laughs> this man is not being secretive about his paradise. Encounter. I know. He's literally screaming about it at the gym and at a bar.
1: And don't you have, like, con like a contract? You're not supposed I'm to be, like, f- sure you flapping your lips.
0: Yeah, it's supposed to be secret.
1: Okay, this last one, part of it's oh no. cringe.
0: Oh, no. In what bachelor-
1: way? Oh, you're going to have to find out. Bachelor okay. Encounter. In 2016, I went to a Valentine's Day watch party of Jaden Tanner's wedding, hosted by Ashley I and friends.
0: <laughs> and friends.
1: So many Bachelor folks were there, including Jared, Nick, Vial, Charlene, Mike Garofola, and more. This was at a bar in New York City. They had a silent auction where you could buy a date with the Bachelor people. The crowd was a bunch of drunk women, and all the dates with the guys were going for a couple of thousands of dollars. When Ashley I's date came up for sale, no one bid. Oh Silence. It was so awkward. Heroically, Jared swooped in and bid $700 for a 20-minute date with her. They actually—hold up. These weren't even real dates. They, like, 20 That's minutes. That's so pretty they're,
0: shitty. Like, I wouldn't pay for a 20-minute date with anyone. Like, give because me at least know, a full hour, like a full Or, or like, like, a lunch. real
1: date. If it's timed, it's not a date. No one's That's sitting fair. there with a stopwatch on a date. So, like, give, just give me a real date.
0: Yeah.
1: So, Jared swooped in, bid $700 for a 20-minute date with her. This was years before they started dating, and I think it was even before their second cringy season of Paradise where he left with Kayla. I love thinking about how he was such a good friend to her long, long before Dawson, Dimitri, Brady, and the Audrey's Empire. Love their friends to lovers to parent coffee shop entrepreneur storyline, like okay. First of all, this is so sweet and it's very heroic that Jared swooped in because like that is mortifying. And you I know, know I'm like it, marry that man, marry him, marry him, marry right. him. Right, which yeah. and she did, and like you know, Ashley in that moment was probably like so happy. She's probably like, wait, do
0: you really want to go on a date? Because like. Aww.
1: You know, and did he? Really and have he's to like, pay no, her? it's
0: only twenty minutes. Once it's like, did he
1: really pay her, and did she really do the fake date? That I'm part sure I it need was like know. for
0: some sort of like charity or something.
1: I know, but I'm saying at this point in time, <laughs> Out of all Ashley the details loved that him, included, they
0: did not include. Yeah, where the money was going to. Um, maybe they did. Yeah, it was an
1: auction. They had a silent auction. Okay, That's so all. Some was. sort
0: of probably some charity i feel like that's what they do for those things
1: but if the crowd was a bunch of drunk women and then the guys were all going for thousands of dollars which is fucking nuts to know that you may only get 20 minutes Mm
2: -hmm. and then
1: ashley goes up and no one bids one maybe all the women were straight and like there just wasn't any guy that was interested like you know what i mean like Yeah, yeah yeah in which case like why did you go up
0: yeah oh maybe she didn't have a choice she had Maybe. to. For the charity.
1: So anyway, yeah, it's absolutely mortifying to go up on stage and offer your a date of yourself. I know, I literally no would
0: not do it for that reason. Because I'm like, what if no one bids?
1: And you know what's also weird? If no one else was bidding, Jared could have bid fucking a dollar. So, But the why fact he that bid- he was
0: like $700 because he loves Ashley and now they're yeah. married. Honestly, that should be included in some part of like a story. I know they've done little YouTube videos of like the story of our relationship, but we didn't hear that part about. She probably doesn't.
1: She probably erases it from her memory. That
0: is hot as fuck.
1: That's romantic and hot as fuck. But I'm sure to Ashley, it's like also semi mortifying to stand up on stage.
0: That she's erased from her memory. I
1: wouldn't be like, hey, everyone, remember when no one wanted to bid a date with me? Yeah, I'll buy a date with you, Ashley.
0: See, when we go to Audrey's and we'll see you there.
1: Yeah, maybe it's something we can ask them about. I mean, if so, they're saying Nick was there, Mike Garofola, and they said the guys' dates were going for thousands of dollars. One, was it a twenty-minute date? Like, was it timed? Because that's fucking right, weird. Right, right, right. And two, like, if I was spending two grand to go on a date with Nick Vial, like, I hope we sit down, eat grilled cheese, and like actually get to know each other, not fucking time. And like, I'm sure I if agree. it was twenty if I'm minutes, that much
0: money, we gotta go over twenty minutes. We have to go over twenty minutes. And. Eat a grilled cheese. I like the grilled cheese aspect of it. With truffle oil, though, of course. Yeah. And give
1: dirty looks to people walking by. Like, I'll do it with you, Nick.
0: That sounds so fun. Eating a truffle oil grilled cheese, giving people dirty looks. I was born to do that. Yeah. Yeah. That's like my Saturday night. (laughs)
1: But those are all the Bachelor Encounters we have for this week. If you have a story or, you know, something – one of these stories maybe sparked a story that you may have – go ahead and DM me at She's All Batch, and we're going to read about it all next week. It's going to be so much fun. Okay, guys, we have Katie Morton here. You know her from Colton season of The Bachelor. You also know her from Bachelor in Paradise. Katie, thank you for coming on She's All Batch. Yeah, thanks so much for having me, guys. We are pumped to talk with you because you're like one of my favorite people from the show. So you were on Colton season, as I said, but Blake was supposed to be the bachelor that season. Jason was supposed to be the bachelor. Who did you want the bachelor to be that season? Um,
3: In the moment when they asked me, I said, Jason. Okay. Yeah, Jason just gave good, just vibes, I guess. Yeah. Um, When did you find out it was Colton then? I found out it was Colton. They called me about five days before when they were asking me to come on and they said, It's going to be Colton. Are you still okay with this? And do you want to come on? And I was like, Yeah. I mean, I didn't even, how am I to know who I'm going to like either way? Right. In my interview at the beginning, I was like, I guess if I had to pick, I'll pick Jason, but I'll give anyone a chance because ultimately I don't know any of them.
1: Yeah. Did you, I'm just thinking this right now, but did you do something funny out of a limo? Did you say something about like, were you V card or? What did you do? It was really not that funny in
3: my opinion. But I I thought it I thought it was okay. I thought it was kind of cute looking back on it, but a little crass. I said I did a magic trick and I was like, okay, I'm gonna have a card disappear. Pretty much all the cards on them said had a V. Nice production changed them. And then I gave the card to Colton and then I asked him for it back. And then I was like, oops, I took your V card. But honestly kind of slaps it but it (laughs) wasn't my full idea I honestly wanted so badly just to get out of the limo and say hi and just let my personality speak for itself later Mm -hmm. not good enough and I was like don't make me be that
1: person so that they told you what to do out of the limo
3: no I mean they made me come up with like a slew of ideas and then I was like, how about, can we bring puppies? Like, how about, I, I had a bunch of ideas and so a lot of them got knocked down. And then I came up with the magic trick idea. I was like, this is literally the last thing I'm willing to do that's mm-hmm. like easy, but still kind of me if we're going to go with my dad joke side. So I did that and uh, no regrets, but yeah, that wasn't my first idea. My first idea was just get out of the limo and say,
1: oh, right. I feel like most people want
3: to do that. So they said no to puppies. Yeah, there has to be a special handler that um so they ask you about like a day or two before and they have they they asked. I don't know if they actually asked, but there has to be there does have to be a special handler when animals are involved on set.
2: Oh,
1: okay. But I mean I thought the magic trick was good. Demi said, I haven't dated a virgin since I was 12. They didn't, I don't think they told her to, or I think she did that on her own. Nice. Okay.
3: But but I think the thing was, I think she said it like a little incorrect or something.
1: Okay. Cause I would I, think most virgins are 12. I mean, most right. 12 year olds are virgins. I mean, right,
3: right. I think, I think that that's where it got messed up. I don't remember which parts the truth of it, but yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: So one of your big moments on Colton season was you were the original to warn Colton about Cassie and Kaylin, weren't you? Yeah. I was, I was the original to warn him about
3: the girls there.
1: Oh, right. You didn't, you never specified. And then at the women tell all, I think they asked you who it was and and it was said it was them, right? It was them? them. Yeah. It was just, here's what I was saying to Colton. I
3: said specifically, like, you're telling everyone the world, the cameras, the producers, us, what you want. And you keep keeping people that don't quite, like fit with that or like you're just like I don't know it just felt something felt off I was like what you say you want and what you are actually wanting is not matching up Mm -hmm. and that's okay
1: if you just if it just needs to match right and you wanted to just bring that to his attention so what was um Cassie and Kaylin doing that made you feel that way like do you think they just wanted to be the bachelorette like I think that
3: in hindsight, they were just talking and like, it was probably like, oh, if you don't end up with him, then maybe, you know, we'll be the bachelorette, like probably trying to make themselves feel better about this, like what could happen, like maybe just talking through circumstances. But uh, yeah, in the moment it was frustrating, but now I'm like close with them. So okay, it's not it's not like a thing. Yeah. But in the moment it was just like this isn't the time or place ladies.
1: Right. You're not really supposed I mean and it's like a natural thought that I'm sure everyone would have but you're not supposed to be acknowledging it.
3: Yes, yeah. It was one of those. And then it wasn't a big deal. The only time I even thought it was a big deal was when it was denied because then I looked like I was maybe making it up. And I right. was like I would be now
1: I'm mad. Like I wasn't even mad before. I was just like, I don't,
3: I'm not going to lie about something so silly.
1: Right. So you said that you're friends with Cassie and Kaylin now are, so are Cassie and Kaylin still friends? Because they were like besties and then they haven't been seen together in forever.
3: Yeah. I actually was thinking about that the other day. Um, yeah, I think they're still friends, but just not close because Kaylin moved to Vegas Mm -hmm. in Orange County and they were in, they were like roommates in West Hollywood before. I'm pretty sure they were roommates. Yeah. They were roommates in West Hollywood before. And I think Cassie just moved in with her sister. It was just natural separation. Kaylin got a boyfriend. Like she was with Dean. Cassie was with Colton. Cassie left. And there was just their own, they just lived their lives.
1: You know what's funny? Speaking of Dean, in I remember the moment in the Women Tell All when you were kind of going back and forth with Kaylin and you're like- you know, you're not, you may not be what Colton wants, like clubbing, sliding into Dean's DMs. And Kaylin was like, totally acting like that wasn't the case. And I'm like, fast forward all these years. And she's like practically married to Dean. So clearly okay. was Kaylin sliding into Dean's DMs at that time. And how did you know that?
3: I just knew they had some connection and they had like met up before and te- like DM'd or whatever before. Okay. For however long of time, I have no idea how much, but I know they had some type of special connection, which is good because now you see, they obviously do have a special connection, but at the time it was just annoying because I was like, just say the truth. Also, I probably shouldn't have said that. I was just really heated in the moment, but I
2: I was just,
3: I was just heated because I was like, don't make me look like a liar. And then just went off, but not the emotionally intelligent thing of me to do. However, Look at them now, right? Couldn't have been too wrong,
1: <laughs> right? Exactly. No, you clearly you were correct. And I know at that time she, we had Blake uh, Horseman on the podcast, and we know that at that point in time she had already like kind of dated him. So then when she was on the Women Tell All crying about Colton, it was all just bizarre. Yeah, it wasn't it, adding up. It
3: didn't, it didn't add up. It didn't add up.
1: So then you moved on after Colton season and the drama with Caitlin and you moved on to paradise. How did they approach you to go to paradise? And was Chris someone that you had your eye on
3: prior to going? They asked me to go to paradise and I wasn't going to go. And then Hannah G was like, let's just go. We could end up in cool relationships. And I was like, <laughs> fine, I'll go. I'm going to go to have a good time with my friends and mm. maybe be cute boys, I guess. Like I wasn't that into it, to be honest with you. And and she goes, oh, just come on, just give it a chance. I'm like, okay, fine. Chris was not a person on my radar. I actually didn't even know who he was when he got <laughs> on there. Legitimately, I said, do you work here? And then and he was- but You he thought worked- Chris Bukowski was the help? No, I thought he was- maybe a producer
1: oh okay
3: I was like do you work here or something and then he's so like funny. no and I was like well who are you um and then I got explanation a little bit but you know. <laughs> the um, help, yeah but he I did think he was a producer of sorts and I was like i have never seen you before and So, yeah, but I did ask them for a silver fox. I just got a different silver fox than I was thinking. I think in the moment, uh, I wanted like a Peter Krause situation. Mm -hmm. And that's what was like in my, or like an Alex Gordy going Mm -hmm. down there.
1: But yeah. So when when I said, how do they approach you though? Do they, when do they call? Do they call while the season's airing? Do they have to, you know, give you a big monetary incentive? Like how do they, like, how did that all go down?
3: it wasn't before the, fu- the after the final rose situation. I didn't know anything about paradise
1: before that. Because people call the women tell all and the men tell all like paradise auditions. Yeah. I found out about that after. Well, you did a great job.
3: Yeah, man. <laughs> I, guess, I guess if we're looking at it that way, I was really just making a point. Right. Okay. Well, yeah. So I guess I did paradise auditions. They called me not long after that and they were like, I think my producer Shabby would just put little seeds in and she would say, "Oh, come on, think about paradise." And to be honest, I didn't want to do it from the get-go and then I was just scared. And I was I started like dating, but in between my season and paradise, not just like dating in general, and I was just thinking I don't know if I want to get myself into that, you know. But then I did it and I learned a lot. Mm. Um, yeah, they, I don't think it's any particular time, timeline. And I also think that everyone's timeline is very different. They asked me almost right away after the, after the final rose and they just kept kind of asking me until I gave in. And some
1: people, they just asked like the week before. We've talked a lot about um, money and how much they pay. Are you willing to talk about what they paid you? Uh, yeah, they paid me 10K. Nice. Yeah. Do you know, that's different than some people. It's so okay. funny. Every person I ask, it's different. I'm
3: not allowed to say that. I think it's been many years
1: since my- No, country. you could say it. You could say anything. Oh, uh, I'm like-
3: I Well, I it. mean, it's
1: literally, we've had, we talk about it all the time. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah is, that, yeah. is that different than some people? Yeah. So 10K, I was not expecting you to say that. Um. So, so Blake- like I said, we spoke to him um, actually a couple of months ago now and he got $800 a day, but he said that was on the higher side from what I'm gathering. $400 a day is more normal, but he did say Colton. So you got a flat fee of 10 K. Hold on. Let me see. You maybe, can look receipts. 10K. Well, Colton got a flat rate of 10 K, like regardless of how many days he was there.
3: It, Blake got so much more money than me. That little mother pucker in there.
1: Yeah, but if Blake only lasted a day, which wouldn't have happened, but had he only lasted a day, he would have only gotten $800, where you would have gotten 10K. But instead, he made more than me. Well, what is $800 <laughs> times the amount of days he was there? I don't know how many days he was there.
3: He was probably there at least 20 days, and it's six. He was there first. I was there third. He was there the first day. I was there the first day as well. So and 20? Till about the end. It's $16,000. 16000 Okay. Dang, Blake. Dang. Dang, Blake, hot commodity. And I was down third. I should have negotiated. I mean, I
1: think 10K is a lot. And he said that Colton, like they really wanted Colton and Colton negotiated 10K. So I feel like you did well. I nearly negotiated because I was in sales at
3: the time. And I was like, how much is this worth to me? Here's the thing 10K seems like a lot, right? Mm-hmm. But in the moment, and because I'm in sales and because I am analytical, I was like, I'm about to give up my sales job. I'm about to not work, I'm about to make 10K this month, right? But then the next month, I the next months until October, until after the season ends, you can't even do brand deals. So you can't do brand deals till the season ends. So that means if you don't get a job right after paradise and you just try to ride it out, you you spend almost five to six months unemployed. So is 10K really a lot? No. And wait, what do you mean you can't do brand deals? People do brand deals all the time people do brand deals now because they'll write it into their contract because of how a popular influencing has gotten. And they'll be like, we have to do brand deals or whatever. But at the time it was like, I think the only person that was able to do some brand deals was Hannah G. And they gave her a hard time because she was an influencer as her career, like before bachelor. So as med sales as my career. I couldn't technically like profit off of the, the show.
1: So it literally said in your contract, you cannot do brand deals while the show is airing.
3: Yeah, I couldn't do, I I could start doing brand deals after the show
1: ended. Why do they hate for people to make money outside of the show so much? I've heard this so many times from people. I don't know. But like, when you really think about
3: it that way, it's like 10 K like, how's that going to get you through six months? Yeah. If you're living in Los Angeles.
1: Right. Or I mean, honestly, nowadays, anywhere, nowadays,
3: anywhere. Yeah. Anywhere. So it's like, I was like, Hmm, okay. 10 K and then potentially
1: fully unemployed for the next six months. So is that what happened? So like you left, la- cause you were there the entire duration of the show. You had got 10 K and that's before taxes, right? Right. That's before
3: California taxes. And then so California just like, sweats. so actually I got zero. No, I'm just kidding. But, um, So yeah. And then I got that and I'm really, really thankful and grateful for the entire situation because in all honesty, it was the catalyst. However, it's like, you could say my position, I, I try and think of everything from a neutral position and in my position now, I'm so thankful because I do make majority of my money on brand deals. And that's because I did come out with like a larger following but but for people who gave up their jobs and didn't get the following but maybe stayed 20 days or however many days I think there were some people like that didn't get a following or whatever that stayed for a really long time or quit their jobs and it's like now they have to go find a new job right away and hope they can find a new job within the next two to three months or wait to post great. Like, I don't know. You know what I mean? So yeah. 10 K was great. That's what I got paid.
1: Okay. (laughs) That, I mean, that is, this stuff is so interesting to me and our listeners are really invested in how much people can make from the show because that's one stream of income, but like, then you have all these other.
3: Yeah. A lot of opportunities that can follow. Um, yeah. And it all depends and it depends on like the following that you get.
1: Yeah. Like and nowadays people aren't getting the followings that it, I don't know what the fuck is up with Instagram and I run an Instagram account, but like literally people that are on the show nowadays someone, shocking. It's, it's crazy.
3: The lead won't even get 350,000 followers. Yeah. And I feel so, like at one point the lead just automatically got a million.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, you walked away with 10 K before taxes. Yes. You also walked away with an engagement ring. Are you cool to
3: talk about? Yeah. Okay. Cool to talk about it to a certain extent because I know that Chris is living his life and he is dating someone in bachelor nation and I don't want to rain
1: on their parade in any way, shape or form. A hundred percent. We actually, we've had Chris on the show and he's talked about it too. So, and he was very respectful and cool about you too. So don't worry. So he told us when he was on the show that producers tried to get him to break up with you and then later tried to get you to break up with him. Can you tell us about that? Cause this is like, I thought the show was supposed to be about love stories and it's not. I think
3: we like made this weird, we made this like not packed in any way, but like, I think we had each other's, the one thing about us that was good is that we had each other's backs to a certain degree when it came to trying to protect each other from the show but then I think it kind of backfired on us at the same time and I remember that part of the show I was like what's happening here and he was like producer's trying to get me to break up with you and I was like do you want to break up and he was like no but I think maybe deep down yes so then later during the after the final rose or whatever it was called the recap they put me in that trailer for like six hours trying to get me to break up with him and um There's so many reasons that could have been. It could have been for an arc of some sort. It could have been, looking back, I've thought maybe I just should have because that's how I really felt, but I just didn't want to do that to somebody. Is that the best decision for me? Eh, No, probably not. I probably, if I was really like selfishly thinking, I probably could have gone for a big bachelorette arc on that and like really taken it home. But that's not what I was thinking in the moment. And I was just like, I don't want to be the bad guy, even though I'm kind of suffering. I just want to like do this and then
1: figure this out. So so this is the reunion special. It's when you're sitting out on the couch talk and then you come and talk to Chris Harrison and then Chris comes out. You're not wearing your ring.
3: Yeah. Gosh, they didn't give it to me.
1: I've heard. So I heard you talk about this and I think the story is so fascinating because producers are such assholes so they don't give you your ring you you're asking for it though right oh I was like where's my ring
3: I think they wanted so bad for me to break up with them with him and you know what to their defense they were right I should not have been in that relationship at all I should have broken up with him before that moment I should have already come on and like we are broken up but like we weren't but we definitely should have had, like, a reality check talk before then, um, and they weren't wrong about where we stood in our relationship, like, they were on to something, but we were just so confused, um, and so they were, like, kind of retaliating, and, like, we're not going to give you the ring, probably to push me to be, like,
1: right, might as well break up I don't even have the ring yeah but could you say while the cameras are rolling because I think it may have been live like could you say like because Chris Harrison says Katie I see you don't have your ring could you have said I tried to get it but your producer wouldn't give it to me
3: I said they didn't give me the ring and it got edited out yes I said they didn't give me the ring and then he was like (gasps) Katie and I was like I would just like stare and I had the biggest lump in my throat because I just felt like everything was about to be such a whirlwind of a weird lie because like I knew right then I was like this is a setup (laughs) like if I can't say that they didn't give me the ring now I'm immediately a bad guy Chris is gonna come out here and be like what the hell and that happened and that happened. And then I was like trying, but he, his emotions were probably high. And I was like trying to say like, they didn't get right. But we're like up there live and Chris Harrison's just talking. And during the commercial break, you're like, I'm being set up. No commercial break. They did not <sighs> do commercial break at that point because they knew we would talk. There was going to be no commercial break. Are you kidding? There's not a commercial break going to happen to allow <sighs> us to have a powwow conversation over here. So like- so I was like, all right. And then I was just choked up. And then as you see, every time I feel high pressure in that way, I just choke up and there's like a lump in my throat and I actually cannot speak. It's the weirdest thing,
1: but yeah, that happened. Wow. That's so much crazier than, cause I've heard you talk about this moment, but that's so much crazier knowing that you said it. So I didn't realize that you said it, they edited it out. So they control literally like they wanted you to break up with him. You didn't. They're not going to give you the ring. You say you didn't give me the ring. We're not fucking putting it in the show. Like literally, you are powerless.
3: Powerless. And then um, I will say, once the ring was coming around the corner, because uh, my girl did say, "When you want the ring, say it." And I, Chris was like, "Haiti, do you want to be engaged?" And I was like, "Yes." And then she ran out and gave it to me. And I was like, why did we have to do this like this? And then it wasn't even mine. They gave wrong. you the wrong ring? I, said, I looked at Chris, I said, wrong ring. And then that was also edited out. And I, took it, I had to take it back off and hand it to him under the table. <laughs> <laughs> whose ring did they give you? No one's. It was. I don't know whose it was. Just a spare <laughs> Lane ring just like floating around? They're in the Neil lane box. Just go grab this. Oh my God. So how did you eventually get your ring back? I think the next week sometime it was super cash. I got it back and I got it in a little Ziploc baggie. (laughs) (laughs) And isn't this like, like a 30 grand ring? Like, isn't it super expensive? Why do I hope it's more? Okay. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) hope it's more why did I think it was more I don't know yeah it's really pricey but it to was- put
1: it in a ziploc bag and give you the wrong ring they're just like so nonchalant walks or something something oh. happened. like
3: one of us had the box
1: okay Man, I don't
3: know but yeah I got it back the next week okay that's so funny so it was honestly so funny we did laugh about it because it was close to mine but it wasn't I was mm-hmm. like I was like to be honest I'll do a trade yeah this
1: one's kind of cool I'll take this one too I'll take both I kind of like the band on this one yeah so when he proposed did you have any hesitations
3: um yes I had hesitations before and then when he proposed in that moment I did not um which I think is a, a, a accumulation of a lot of things but in the moment, no, but leading up to it, I didn't think I would have said yes. To be honest, I was, we both kind of have had discussed how that wasn't something we were fully ready for yet. Yeah. Um, and I thought we were on the same page, but then I was like, screw it. Okay. You know what? Like sometimes you gotta take a leap. Right. And then I was like,
1: I want to go back on land. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm not ready for this leap anymore. So you had said that like, Watching the show back was difficult because you were expecting to see more of a love story Mm -hmm. that you didn't see. So, tell me about like when the show was airing. Was that, did you talk to him about it? Because you guys were able to talk at that point.
3: Yeah, it was so hard to watch that back. It was so cringe and it validated everything that I felt on the show and that I was feeling off the show. So, at the same time that it was cringe, the only cringe part was like, this goes back to like caring way too much about what other people thought, but it was not even maybe about what other people thought as much as it was. I knew I was not aligned with my head and my heart were not aligned. And it's really easy for that to happen out there with so many voices in your head. And there were times and when I would say like, I don't know, I don't feel like he just asked me to be his girlfriend. I was over there like binge eating guacamole because I was like, how did he just ask me to be his girlfriend? Like, I don't think he actually wants me to be his girlfriend. That seems a bit off. Like, and then I would have a producer right next to me being like, Katie, of course he wants you to be his girlfriend. He likes you so much. Like, it's really clear. I'm like, oh my God, is it clear? I mean, eating guacamole. I'm like, is I don't think it's clear. It's not clear to me. And then, but then eventually they're like, stop sabotaging yourself. You know, mm-hmm. and I'm like, yeah, don't block your own blessings, Katie. And eventually you can kind of convince yourself like maybe it's me. It was weird because everyone in Paradise, not just the producers, other people too were being like, he really likes you. Like all he does is talk about how much he likes you. And I'm sure he liked me as a person, but he didn't like me like that. Not really, um, and I know that. Like, but you know who the two people I didn't have? I did not have Demi really, and I didn't have Hannah. And I think I got a little upset with them at one point, which was not on them. That was a me thing because I felt so on an island because Literally. I I wanted a support system, and that was like kind of all I had. And why do you? Why didn't you have them? Hannah was just so in love and enthralled and like on a whirlwind that really like any of this kind of stuff would like bring it down and like it just was not something that was really dealt with like I think it just ultimately kept making me feel bad to bring it up and it was not they were it wasn't like she was like don't talk to me about it but it was something like it was always in passing because she was always on her way to Dylan you know like and you can't Mm. really can't blame her she was just doing her own thing I wasn't her concern at that point but in the moment I was like you told me to come here (laughs) yeah and then Demi was obviously having an entire situation go on with um her girlfriend Christian. Christian I wanted to call her Kirsten for some reason Christian um who's great but they, both of them were having entire separate storylines play out. Right. And it was just like, help. And so the only people I had to go off of other than myself was, and you should really just go off of yourself. Like, to be honest, it was a huge lesson in like how you feel is really all
1: that matters. Preach sister. Yeah. So you bring up Hannah. I know you're referring to Hannah G because that's who was on the beach. But, uh, so we actually had Demi, I I told you when I, when I reached out, we had Demi on just a few weeks ago, love her on the podcast. Um, and she, she made a comment that she hasn't spoken to Hannah B in quite some time. I know you were close with Hannah Brown. Where do you stand with her today?
3: I haven't spoken to Hannah Brown in two years. Is there, did you have a falling out? Uh, she just didn't have time or didn't make time. Okay. I guess you could say one or the other. Yeah, she just didn't, I mean, she just did her own thing. I think that's really what it is. I think she was nice. Like we all were m- much closer on the show and then she became the bachelorette and everything just changed. Do you think it was from being the lead and the fame from it? I think it was a mix of a lot of that, yeah. I think there was a mix between just not having time for us which is fine like I have friends who are much more famous and I mean not to say that like not to drop that but like I say that because if you want to make time you'll make time
1: and you could be famous and
3: have friends. <laughs> famous and have friends but I think that um I don't know what she was going through. I know she had gone through some things in between there. And so I think her circle got a lot smaller and you really can't blame her because life is hard enough as it is. And Mm -hmm. so I feel like there's times in my life where I kind of make my circle smaller. Maybe I don't have time for people just on the outskirts of my circle. And that doesn't mean I don't think they're great people. It just means that it's exhausting to keep up with everybody. You simply can't. Right. In the grand scheme of things, we were kind of newer friends in her life as a 20 something, 20, four-year-old we just met her
1: you know Mm -hmm. when you and Demi appeared on her first episode as the bachelorette
3: yeah we did it was that was really fun yeah it was so cute it was so fun I would love to do more on set hosting things that that's when really it's I have always had an interest in that but then I really had my interest sparked when I have been
1: on set doing things like that before Would you want to do something like that with the franchise?
3: Um, If they reached out to me to host, I wouldn't say no. Even though I've had like quite a traumatic experience, they probably would never ask me. Yeah. If they did ask me, I would consider it.
1: Would you, uh, did they ever ask you to be the bachelorette? No. Really? Nope. Okay. They did not ask. You should have broken up with Chris on camera.
3: I should have dumped that man. Seriously, so, well, should like I found James? But
1: yeah. So tell me about your life today. How did you find James? What do you have going on? What James found me actually. Okay. Uh, me and here's
3: how I met James. This is so serendipitous. The day I shot my paradise intro with the crew, I was with Hannah G, and we were going to go meet up with Heather. And we were walking to dinner from our hotel to dinner, which was like literally a span of 50 feet. And James skateboarded past me. And then he ran back up and asked like to talk to me. So then I, that was the day I filmed for paradise. And then I gave him my Instagram. And then he said, how was your day or something? And I was like, mine was good. How was yours? And then he never talked to me. And then we never talked again. And until so long I think a year and a half or something we didn't talk so that was in 2019 had to have been May something 2019 because that was the day I found my intro right before we were like the week or two before we left for paradise or a week before and then he didn't talk to me till he messaged me October or September 2020
1: well then he watched you get engaged on tv though no idea you, so you, you go, you date him, and then you have to say, like, hi, by the way, I was engaged on TV and like break everything. You would assume he would know. So I kind of assumed you knew.
3: And then, and then what happened? Cause I think when I first met him, I had a following, a small, it was big, but small. Okay. Smaller than I have now. So I think he probably looked at the number that I have now and assumed that I had just been like growing it.
1: Just by being Katie?
3: Just by showing up, I don't know. Like, what do you think I was doing? Because I don't think it's fashion. <laughs> like, yeah. And, um, he was like, I had no idea. To be honest, I thought you were just being yourself. I was like, aw,
1: that's nice.
3: Yeah, that's honestly so nice. Great, I love that. Um, and so, yeah, he really had no idea. But then he went back and watched. Mm, no. I
1: was like, Please don't do that. He like binged the whole season
3: no, he watched clips from YouTube. I was like, Ugh. I was like, if you just search Katie Morton bachelor, like it's pretty much crying clips. Like, please don't do that. You um, almost but,
1: rather him watch the whole show
3: at that point. Truly. Um, and for the, him and his roommate watched it, I, I, his roommate that was in London. I was like, please don't, please don't. Where they, when I finally went and visited they pulled it up right in front of me. They were like, let's watch this. I was like, let's not. And say we did. We don't need to watch my engagement. Yeah. It's you, I just started dating you. So um, it was bizarre, but they thought it was funny.
1: <laughs> so now how I- long have you been dating?
3: A year and a half. And you're so happy. Yeah, I'm so happy. We are really happy. We're trying to figure out the visa situation. Okay. But, um, other than that, so grateful. Like Fine. that's the feeling you're supposed that's the head and heart feeling you're supposed to feel. You know and now I mean? you know. And you yeah. don't have a producer in your ear telling you the wrong things. Yeah, exactly. Telling you, like, oh, this guy likes you when he might not, or whatever. Like, you just,
1: just go with your gut.
3: That's <laughs> that's the ultimate. Yeah.
1: I mean, truly, when you know, you know. And yeah. I think when you don't know, you don't you you know, you, you know, know when you don't know. Exactly. You're like, I know. there's something
3: up. Mm -hmm. When you think there's something up, you got to go with it. Yeah. Just because that either means you don't trust the person or whatever, but just, just listen to yourself really. Totally. Um,
1: so where can our listeners find you and go follow you? Any projects you have going on or socials or anything?
3: Yeah. So, um, I'm on Instagram, Katie Mo, but you spell it Katie emo says Katie with two E's and then I'm also on TikTok in the same way and right now all I have going on is well I I do a lot for work to be honest I do quite a few different things but I'm you know I'm doing 75 hard have you heard of that is that some kind of workout thing it is some kind of workout challenge it's Mm -hmm. a mental challenge and it's amazing I actually kind of love it. I'm usually weird about those kinds of things. I'm like, oh, a challenge? No, can't pay me. But what what is it? It's two workouts a day. But yeah, I know. But but the thing is, one of them has to be outside and they can in, it can include walking. So like a 45-minute walk can be a workout. Oh, I do that. Right. So I'm like, I kind of already do that. A gallon of water. So it's like, you should be doing that kind of. And then read 10 pages a day. And then... The progress pick every day I almost forget every day, but a progress pick every day, and then it's really not too terrible. and then, oh, follow a diet, which I'm weird about the word diet. I just gave up dairy because I, i'm I don't want to be too restrictive. Um, I'm also on beach body. I guess I'm doing a lot. I'm filming for them as one of their fitness models slash people on stage working out. I'm like every single, that also helps with my two workouts a day because I do one every morning with them. And it's your job. That's so cool. Yeah. So, so every morning at like 7am I'm working out on stage and that's been so fun. I'd love to keep doing that. Oh
1: yay. yeah. And if you watch the first episode and you have commentary, hit me up. We can have you back on and we can chat. Yeah. Let's do it.
3: Cool. I'd like to do more commentary stuff. I'm I love that.
1: It's so fun. My, my co-host is on a work trip right now, but usually I have a co-host Jackie. Um, so you'll get to meet her. Yeah. Great. Okay, cool. Thank you. Well, this has been so fun. This was really juicy and thank you for being such an open book. I'm so happy that you've had like this crazy ride on the show, but it kind of all worked out in the end. And I'm so happy you're at peace now and with a guy that appreciates you. Yes. Thanks so much. Wow. Great, great pod.
3: Great questions back to the pod and see all the other episodes to see what other juice you've gotten out of other people. Oh my God. I girl thought your questions
1: were great. So thank you for having me on. I thought you were great. So I will be in touch and maybe we can, you can come back on sometime.
3: Yeah. Okay, cool. I'll I'll actually message you probably after this.
1: Yes, please. Okay, Okay. cool. All right. Bye Katie. Thank you. And that's our show. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you like what you hear, go ahead and rate us five stars on anywhere you're listening, like Apple or Spotify or anywhere, rate us five stars. And why don't you go ahead and write a nice review? That would be so nice of you. So
0: nice. And while you're at it, while you're at it, while you're giving us those stars and writing reviews and gassing us up, why don't you also (laughs) join our Facebook group so that you can chat with other people that love the show and us. Doesn't that sound amazing? It's a really great group. I love coming in there and seeing what all the fots are posting about and chatting about and chiming in. So it's just like a cool group for people who love the show, and you better be one of them. Biatch. is that what it is? Yeah. yeah. But I was like, ooh, should I curse? I don't know, even though it's not even a real curse. And we curse. We are literally, the whole show, we're like, fuck, fuck, fuck. And I'm like, oh, my God, can I say biatch in a quote? Anyway. Um, Reminders. While
1: you're at it, while you're joining the Facebook group and liking (laughs) it and sending comments, why don't you go and subscribe to our YouTube channel? Because you need to, okay? Just do it. You
0: literally need to. And if all of the things that we have just asked you to do feels too overwhelming and you had to only do one... Do this one. Subscribe to YouTube. We're really (laughs) trying to build up our YouTube channel and something that... We are offering. So we have talked to you guys about FOTSFEST. If you're new to the pod, we are going to Audrey's Coffee Shop, which is a coffee owned by Ashley and Jared in Rhode Island. And it's all bachelor-themed, and we've heard so much about the coffee shop. So me and Stephanie want to go there and see what it's like for ourselves. So on July 16th, we're gonna be road tripping up to Rhode Island. Definitely, if you're in the area, please come hang out with us. We're also gonna be going out in the area at night and would love to grab a drink with you guys. So it's just a little meet and greet gathering in Rhode Island, if that's available to you. And so we've talked about, we're going to vlog our whole trip going to Audrey's and we were going to release it on our Patreon. And we want YouTube subscribers so much that if we get to a thousand subscribers on YouTube, we'll release the video early on YouTube for free for anyone. So yeah, so you better
1: be one of those subscribers, biatch.
0: <laughs> yeah, biatch, be you better do it. Um, but yeah, that's what we have on the table right now. Stop getting subscribers around. is very important to us. Like, ask yourself this right now: Am I subscribed?
1: And if the answer is <laughs> no, pull over and you know <laughs> go and subscribe. It's not that hard. I yeah, will make which- it so easy for you. It'll be in the episode notes.
0: Yeah, the link is always just there. You just need to click. That's what I'm saying. If you can only do one thing because you're so busy, just subscribe.
1: Consider it like your good deed of the day. You know, like some, drink a lot of water, eat mm-hmm. some protein, and subscribe don't to She's a All Charity, Batch. Yeah. Subscribe to
0: She's All Batch. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So if we haven't beat that over the head enough, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I think it's very clear what we want you to do right now. And make sure you follow us. Uh, follow Stephanie at She's All Batch. Follow me at Jackie Maroney underscore. And if you are.
1: Feeling overwhelmed and stressed from all those things we just gave you to do, <laughs> and you want to talk to someone about it? Go to BetterHelp.com/allbatch, and you can get 10% off your first month of therapy sessions. And you know, don't be so overwhelmed anymore because the therapist will help you talk through your problems and then maybe come up with like a priority list for you on yeah, um, things you should do. Plan. Like number one,
0: subscribe. subscribe. To the YouTube channel.
1: <laughs> <laughs> number two, drink water.
0: Yeah. Number and three. And then what, maybe three, give us five stars and write us a an review. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> and then you'll
1: feel like, oh, wow, I'm so glad I was able to talk this through with someone. So I'm so happy I went to betterhelp.com
0: slash all batch. Yeah. And definitely, ch- if you are interested in therapy in all, serious- in all seriousness, check it out. The fact that it's 10% off the whole first month, not just like one session, I think it's pretty cool. Because you can definitely get a handful of sessions in there. And yeah, we love therapy up in here.
1: Yeah. Not up in here.
0: <laughs> Anything else?
1: Um, No, that's it. I'm trying to think of
0: something they say in in Mean Girls that's like, bye, but I don't remember. Um, Um, Love ya. (laughs) Oh yeah, or you can go shave your back now. Bye, Jason. (laughs) You can go shave your back now. Bye, Jackie.
2: (laughs) Bye, bitches.